Hope you all enjoyed, enjoyed the video. It brought, brought back a lot of memories for me watching that back. So it's good to be back and uh, uh, adjusting after being away for over four weeks. I just got back last, last weekend. And uh, apparently there is a, some of the kids did see Pastor Steve dancing. We just, we just didn't capture it on video. There is a rumor it's out there. So it's on our to-do list for next time to make sure we get that. <clears throat> uh, so thank you all for uh, listening today. Uh, we wanted to give you an update on our trip and um, tell you a little bit about what we did and what we experienced and what we plan to do now that we're back. Um, hopefully the video gave you a sense of the different people, places we went to. I'm not going to go over all of that again, but I'm going to share just some highlights, lessons learned, insights, things I was writing down throughout our two weeks, and then Kayla is going to share after me, and then Mario and Michaeline will come up. Unfortunately, Ambika is sick, uh, so we'll pray for her, but I was hoping she could share as well. And then finally, Steve is going to uh, wrap it up and do a quick devotion. So uh, the good news is I only have one slide. Uh, the bad news is I have 10 points to go through. <laughs> But uh, I do want to praise God for bringing us back safely, for giving us an excellent trip. And, uh, you know, you always worry about, you know, sickness or other things happening. But praise God, he kept us well and um, safe. And we had a very productive time until, until we got back um, after the trip. Okay. okay. The small kids are going to go to Sunday school, apparently. I think they want to stay. <laughs> okay, so um, our primary goal was to see the work that our missionaries do. Um, we know, you know, Randy and Edie Nelson have been longtime missionaries of this church. We know them well. They come and they share, when, you know, occasionally when they come here. But uh, some of the new uh, missions partners in Delhi, Pastor Theo, He's our first national missionary. You know, we need to go and see what, what they're doing firsthand. Um, of course, New Life Center, see how the, those folks are doing. Um, and um, so I'll talk a little bit about that. So you can see on this slide, I kind of laid down all the, the two countries we went to, Thailand and um, India. And then up at the top, you have Randy and Edie Nelson. We spent quite a bit of time with them uh, the first day we got there and then traveling with them a little bit over the next two days. And then we visited the two places, the Gateway Children's Center, uh, which was about a three-hour drive from Bangkok, and Pattaya, which is where they have their uh, bridge center for the women and um, children at risk and uh, True Friend Fellowship Church. So when, when they come here and they talk about Pattaya and the women and they talk about the bar girls, you know, we, we sort of imagine what it is, but it's totally different when you get there. It's extremely dark place. All of us had a hard time kind of processing that. Um, the whole city is just one big thing. And we just went there in the daytime, and it was bad, and who could imagine what it's like at night? So they're right there in the center of town with their center, and they have church on Sundays, and people just come. And you saw some clips from, from that service. Um, and then, of course, we moved on to India. We spent a day... Uh, with Pastor Theo, and we saw his Bible school, the 24 guys there, and we, they organized a day-long um, church retreat in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. I think about 60, 70 people came out, men and women, very young church, um, 
you know, um, and uh, we had a good time of sharing. Uh, Steve um, taught in the morning to the whole group, and then we split up, up after lunch uh, with the men and the women. Ambika, Ambika taught the women, and Steve uh, did a couple of sessions with the men, and I kind of closed up that day with both the men and the women. So that was good. We got to know them. Um, and then, of course, we, we dropped by for a, for a few hours to the Herbert Poor Christian Hospital, where my brother used to work. He's taking a short break now, but it was, cool. it was good to see that. And then we spent most of our time at the children's home in Dehradun. And that ministry has the children's home, the church network, and then the schools. And the, some of the pastors you saw in the pastor's conference video and pictures are from those network of churches. So we had a really good time doing that. So our primary goal was to see the work, build relationships, um, encourage our missionaries by our presence. Just going there is an encouragement to them and share the word of God. And it g- gave us a greater understanding of what each of those ministries does. And it's hard to visualize until you go there. Um, just this morning, I, I found a newsletter that you know Pastor Theo had sent us, and it just came to life because I'd seen those things. So it was good to go and see firsthand. And it helps us to understand how we can get more involved in the future as well. <clears throat> so I just wanted to go through some 10 points I wrote down, just some lessons learned, insights. Um, the first one, you know, I realize, and we all know this, but God is at work in the darkest, most difficult parts of the world, in the most challenging of human situations. Um, you know, God's grace is greater than all our sins. And we saw it in firsthand in a place like Patea, which is a really dark place. Just seeing that church in the ministry right in the middle of the crossroads of one of those busy streets there to see the church, you know, God is at work. <clears throat> um, you can see on this slide, all of the people and ministries we visited, I thought had one thing in common. They were often ministering to people in hopeless situations. The women who work in the bars in Patea, orphans and poor children in Dehradun, the sick in body and soul in Herbertport Hospital, the persecuted church in Burma, some of the guys who come to Pastor Theo's uh, Bible school, all hopeless situations. But the gospel offers a new hope and a second chance. And when, you know, when I got back, there's so much news, so much talk in the news about the world getting worse and unraveling around us, and that is true. But I was reminded that the light of the gospel gets brighter as the world around gets darker. And uh, in the center here, you can see that you know, we have all of these people we visited in ministries, but the hope of the gospel is what is central to all of them and is common to all of them. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace so you may overflow with hope. And we saw glimpses of overflow of hope in all of these ministries, so we praise God for that. Um, number three, it was, our visit was not, is, was not about projects. It was more about the people. The people we met have all unique stories. Those of you who are sponsors, uh, New Life Center sponsors, you have a child code. We, you put a code on the check. But you know, each of those, those are not numbers. Those are not faces. There is a unique story behind each child. You saw some of those in the videos. Many of the stories are hard stories, difficult stories at a young age. But the good news is God has reached down through someone on mission to enter into that child's life and to change the path of their story. And we got to hear and glimpse some of those stories. And those of you who are involved in different ways, as with sponsorship, for example, you're doing your part in helping shape the stories of those lives. So thank you for doing that. Uh, the other thing I noticed is that 
uh, both in Thailand and in India, people in ministry are able to do a lot with very little um, in some cases. Um, the, the kids at New Life Center on their own without Helena or the staff supervising them, they put a, almost a two-hour show together for us. Songs, drama, um, uh, they did a great job. Those are just snippets. We have many more videos if you're interested. And they did it by themselves in, in 10 days, so it was really cool. And the gospel was the central message through all of what they did, and that was really cool. So it made me realize, you know, we here have so much more, and so much more will be expected of us on that day when we give account for what we did with the abundance that God has given us. So that was a good reminder. <clears throat> uh, number five, you know, it validated for me the importance of supporting pioneering missionaries like Randy and Edie Nelson, who have gone from here to there, but also partnering with local missionaries over there, people like Pastor Theo or New Life Center or other people that we're going to get to know. Uh, people from the local culture, culture, they have a burden for their own people. Uh, for example, the Nelsons are in the process of you know, handing off their day-to-day running of their ministry to, the, to their Thai staff. Like They don't even go to Pattaya more than once a week. Um, they live up in Bangkok, about two hours away. And some of the people we met in the churches we met, they're getting ready to send their missionaries out as well. Um, one of the ladies in Patia, she was in the video, um, she has a heart for the women who work in a similar situation in Nepal. So she was getting ready to go on a mission trip to Nepal from Thailand, and she doesn't speak Nepalese. And uh, one of the kids in the video uh, who graduated from NLC is in Bible school, she was telling me, I want to go to Tibet or to the Tibetan people as a missionary because her mom, I think, was Tibetan. So there is, it is important to partner with, with, our, with our partners over there. <clears throat> um, with regards to that, supporting missions in other parts of the world, I was thinking about our role as, as the church here in the West. You know, uh, we are not just benevolent donors uh, who can give, but we are partners, and we mutually need each other. They need us and we need them to expand, uh, ex- expand God's kingdom. And uh, I was thinking about this. God doesn't need me or need us to do any of his work, but he gives us the privilege to participate in his mission. And uh, I realized it's also not always about money. I mean, it's easy sometimes to try to check, but it could be resources. Like, we have an abundance of resources. Um, even at the Bible school in Delhi, we were talking to the guys, and they were like, we don't have access to you know, all the podcasts and all the stuff that we guys do here. They have what they have, and we can do so much more with that for them. It could be encouragement. It could be um, so many different ways we can learn and help each other. And they definitely ministered to us just as much, if not more, than we ministered to them while we were over there. <clears throat> um, number seven, um, things don't always go as planned. We did a lot of planning, but often we found that things go even better than we planned. Um, praise God. Uh, people over there are way more flexible and way more chilled out about schedules. Uh, the first day or the second day in Thailand, we were driving. We were in two different cars, and uh, we were almost an hour and a half, two hours behind in one car. Nobody stressed. All they said is, hey, we're waiting for you to have lunch, and that was it. And it is, we just moved on. Um, our second day in Thailand, same thing. It, it kept happening um, in, in Dehradun. Uh, 
without any notice almost, Mario was asked to give his testimony to 150 kids. It's few, you know, an hour's notice. And he, he had it ready. He did a great job. But, you know, it just happened. Um, it, it, it happened to Ambika a couple of times to me in Delhi where they just said, hey, let's do your session with the men and the women. It's a good message to, for everyone to hear. So we just had to go with the flow. That was our theme, go with the flow. Um, and everything worked out just fine. I learned that I you know, stress too much about having everything planned out, but you don't need to. Um, I wanted to talk about our team. Uh, Pastor Steve, Ambika, Kayla, Mike Lean, Mario, and my son joined me for a couple of few days. Um, I feel like we really got to know each other better than I know some of them here. Um, in Delhi, in Pastor Theo's living room, the first day we got there, he just we were sitting in a big circle, and he just said, Tell me your story, each of you, just by way of introduction. And Mario started, so he set the bar really high. He just broke down his life, and we were all like, okay, you know, we got to, like, top this. It's hard to top it. <laughs> but, you know, it really, we just went around a circle, introduced ourselves, and I really felt like I traveled halfway across the world to get to know a little bit more about the people I see all the time. So that was kind of cool. Um, but they were great as a team. We, we worked well together. They were extremely flexible and adaptable. They saw the humor and the craziness of traffic and you know, food and different things. So thank you, guys. Um, and, you know, everyone had a role to play. We made sure as we planned this trip for the last almost a year, um, no one was a, just a spectator along for the ride. So Steve obviously did the you know, bulk of the teaching. He probably taught seven or eight times. Uh, Mario and I shared with the men several times. Ambika taught in Delhi and Dehradun. Kayla shared her testimony. Mike Lean did a great job with all the gifts you see with the kids, organizing them, packing them, you know, you know, giving them out. So all of us, all everyone got together and did their job, and that was really good. Um, just two more points. There were many needs that we saw, and there will always be more needs in the world than I, you and I can possibly meet. And it's easy to come back and get overwhelmed and not know where to start. Um, but I was reminded to just start with one person, one sponsor, one child, get to know one pastor, um, you know, start writing to one of our missionaries, host a missionary when they come here, little things that we can do. So if you're interested in missions, you know, start somewhere, just get involved. And um, the last one here, just four words, it was worth it. A lot of time, effort, money, giving up, you know, work, vacation, but it was worth it uh, for me and hopefully to everyone else. I haven't talked much to everyone else since we got back. Um, so if you're interested in going on the next trip, you know, let me and or Pastor Steve know. And uh, it's never too early to start thinking about who wants to go and then come up with a plan based on that. Uh, so let us know if you're interested. So two quick announcements before I pass it on to Kayla. Um, I organized some T-shirts for our trip before we went. And they got here after we left. <laughs> so they were at my, on my door. I think with the Thanksgiving holiday, it got stuck with the shipping. But uh, we have a um, you know, limited number of these. Um, if you went on a, on a missions trip to Yakima, you get one, so please come and see me. Or if you went with us to Thailand, India, please come and see me. For everyone else, there's a sample at the back. There are limited numbers. If you would like one, there's a sign-up sheet and a suggested donation. So sign up. Ambika will give them to you later. And any proceeds we get from it will go to one of the ministries that we saw. Okay? Um, also, if any of you are interested in sponsoring a child over at New Life Center, um, Ambika has got some new profiles. There are four new profiles in the back there. 
that would love to have a sponsor. So take a look and let Ambika know if you would be interested in more information or signing up to help a child. Um, so you know, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for helping people go. Um, those of you who are sponsors, thank you for being involved in the stories of the children at New Life Center. You're really helping make a difference, bringing hope to their lives. So thank you for doing that. And uh, thank you for listening. And Kayla is going to go next. Good morning, everybody. Let me start off by saying it's really hard to put into words what we saw. I think, you know, you write it all down and you watch all the videos. And again, you you, you tell yourself, I'm going to hold it all together. I'll be fine. But you get emotional all over again. And you remember the experiences that they're really hard to convey. But one thing is true, and it's that God uses people in his redemptive plan. And we got to meet some of those people when we were in Thailand and India. I don't think any one of us came home unchanged by meeting the people in those ministries or seeing what we saw. The people are what make the ministries over there run. And God has specifically placed each of those people in those places and adequately equipped them to do his work. And it was awesome to see that before our eyes. Even though we were only in Thailand for a short time, it was a blessing to build deeper relationships with Randy and Edie. They have such unique experiences, um, and they actually um, left to be missionaries shortly after college, I believe, um, and they first actually went to Turkana, Kenya. And I didn't know that. I mean, I did know that, but I had forgotten that. Um, so they have some really interesting experiences and stories to share. Um, and I think meeting them made me realize I remembered when they came here last time, and I wish I had reached out to them when they were here. I think that's one of the things I learned by meeting them, is it's easy when they come here for just a day to kind of, oh, well, other people will say hi. But I think especially people like Edie, with her personality, they would really appreciate for you just to go up and say, hi, it's good to meet you. I, I want to hear about your, your stories. And I think they really appreciate, you know, every missionary is different, but I think there's some that really appreciate you reaching out and making them feel at home here when they're in our body um, because they are part of our family in the body of Christ. Um, so it was, it was neat to see also the people that God had placed in their ministry. As um, Sam was sharing earlier, there's a lot of ladies um, and and a couple as well that work with them and kind of run the ministry in Patia. They are rarely there. Um, and, and I'm sure that Mario will also share about probably Tom um, and his wife, Jing. But they, they're very influential in the ministry there. Um, and we spent a lot of time with them in our little drive out to Pak Chong the day before. We were the car that was a couple hours behind. <laughs> but we, we enjoyed our time, and I think we made the most of it getting to know them and their ministry and their backgrounds. Um, and, you know, like Sam said, they, they actually live in Patia, and Patia is a very, very dark place. It's hard to describe it in words, and it's hard to say some of the things that you see or describe, describe it in a, in a mixed context, too. Um, but I believe Jing is from Burma, and Tom is from an area in Thailand that's 
still very tribal from what I understood, and they actually live in bamboo houses, and he had a lot of stories to tell us, I won't share them <laughs> now, but um, about the life there, and it's interesting, but uh, even though they come from difficult backgrounds, um, they have a joy and a desire to serve the Lord that can only come from God. I mean, from what they come from and just what, how they minister to others, it's, it's amazing. They welcomed, welcomed us right away, and they never stopped working while we were there. They were always going, especially Tom. He was always like, okay, what do you need? All right, I'm going to go drive here. I'll bring this to you. I, you know, it was like, it was crazy. Just most people you run into don't have such giving, giving ministering hearts, but they, they worked and they served, and they didn't complain about it, but they also had a sense of humor. We were always laughing with them. Um, they, they truly have a heart for the hurting people of Patia. And Tom told us that some people call Patia Sodom and Gomorrah, but he told us he likes to think and that he prays that instead of it being called Sodom and Gomorrah or being like Sodom and Gomorrah, that it would be like Nineveh, where the people would repent and turn to God. And he reminded us in the, in the car of the words to the song, The God of the City by Chris Tomlin. If you're not familiar with the song, it goes like this. You're the God of the city. You're the king of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are. You're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. For greater things have yet to come, and greater things are still to be done in the city. And he said, I believe he's the God of Patia too. So <laughs> that's my biggest memory probably from Thailand, just their heart. That was, that was how they were. That just kind of sums up their heart for the ministry there. They're all about that. We spent a lot more time in India, and we traveled a lot more in that amount of time. So to pick one or two things that really stuck out for me was really challenging because it, it all did. But the first night, I think it was the first night in Delhi, we met Theo, um, and he took us to meet his wife and kids, and just um, like Sam was saying, he sat down and said, okay, introduce yourself, tell me your story. And <laughs> Mario started off and told his whole testimony from from birth to <laughs> now. <laughs> and I was sitting there next to him going, hmm, I'm going to go next. <laughs> I didn't top him, but, you know, it's not about that. But <laughs> I, I, I had the same thing to share as Sam did. It's just, it was interesting. We traveled all the way around the world. <laughs> and here we didn't, I didn't know Mario's testimony. I, I didn't know Sam's testimony. I've heard parts of Pastor Steve's testimony, but to hear it and to be in that context, it was just, it was really neat. You get to know people on a different level. Um, and it made me realize our focus here is so different and our lives are so rushed. We would benefit from slowing down a little bit every once in a while and learning about each other on a deeper level, especially spiritually, because that's what's important. Another thing that stuck out to me, um, I think it was the same day um, after we had all shared our testimonies um, and gotten to know each other <laughs> halfway around the world, um, we went over to the seminary and 
I wasn't, I don't know, we were just going over there to see it. I didn't really expect very much of it. Um, but we walked in, and they, it was kind of a, a little mini service they had planned, actually, and I don't know that we had expected that, but they pulled out the hymnals and handed it to us. And you heard that song during the, the um, Grace Community Church Delhi retreat. They, play, they played a little clip of it. And every, every tongue, every tribe, every nation uh, praised or, or glory unto the Lamb. And they were singing that. All these guys in this room, it was, you know, bare floors and, you know, pretty simple furnishings. And so it echoed in there like crazy. And, oh man, if you guys could just be there and hear that song, being all the way over in India and knowing your brothers and sisters in India are singing those same words in, from Revelation. Just whew, goosebumps. <laughs> I think that was probably the same for all of us, and it just kind of wrapped up the whole reason that we go. Because what is it about? It's about all nations giving him glory and honor and praise. It's all, it's, it's all about that. And I, I think personally for me, the that Derridoon and the New Life Center were the highlight, although it's really hard for me to sum it up into a story or a few words. Um, but it was really neat to build relationships with Helena and with the kids that were there, um, and also with the other staff that were serving there. I, I didn't realize. I mean, you know, in in the back of your mind, there's a lot of people keeping that running, but I didn't. It just doesn't really click until you're there and you see all the moving parts. Um, so it was just really neat to to meet those people and see their heart for serving and just doing the day to day and doing it well and um, you know it just it, I think meeting the kids um, I was kind of I don't know I, I was excited to meet them you know Ambika and Pastor Steve had been there before and they said oh it's going to be hard you're you're going to get attached to them. They're going to get attached to you. But I told myself, you know, okay, they're, they're going to be that way. And then I told myself, no, no, you know, we're going to be there for a few days and then we're leaving really fast. They're not going to get attached. I, I was trying to mentally prepare myself for any scenario that would happen, you know. But God had <laughs> always has a different plan than that because even though you think you're prepared for whatever, you know, <laughs> you're not really. Um, he works in a different way. And you can't really prepare for meeting those kids and such welcoming the such welcoming hearts that they had. Um, they don't have a lot, but they had a lot more joy. Um, it's just just amazing. In spite of language barriers, we built relationships with a lot of them in the short time that we had there. And they all started calling us auntie and uncle, and we sang and we ate and we literally danced with them, as you saw, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> and you know. It wasn't just the kids that are church sponsors that spent time with us and wanted to get to know us and be around us. It was all of them. They weren't. It didn't matter. It was. They weren't. You know, respecters of persons, so to speak. It was. We're all, you know, part of one body, and we all have one goal. And, you know, even the ones that didn't know Christ, they still wanted to be part of of that. Um, I think all of us experienced walking around the campus of the school or the hostel or near near Helena's house and being ambushed by a hug. 
And I have to say, even though I told myself I would be strong and I wouldn't, I cried when we left. Being content in all circumstances and giving thanks in all things, that's what they taught me there. And I wish you could all meet Helena and have the opportunity to get to know her better. I know she's been here, but she's such a joy, and she's funny, too. And she has such a heart for these kids. It's amazing, and it's God who put her there, and before that gave her parents the vision for that ministry. So it's just neat to see where that has come from the days of it just being a thought to now to see all of it working. It's hard to describe, like I said, until you're there. It's like, whoa. (laughs) People always come back from mission trips, and even Sam said this. I thought we were going to minister, but we were really ministered to even more than that. Well, it's true. Sam also asked us to share what we learned um, from our trip, and I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, oh, this is weird, but, you know, it's true. I learned on the trip, and I, and you know what, you kind of know this in the back of your head, but I think what I learned um, is that these people doing these ministries in Thailand and India, all of them, they all have a sense of humor. <laughs> and I think what that taught me was that they're all, they really connected with me. These are all people just like us. You know what I mean. But there are people that answered God's call to serve in full-time ministry, either at their, in their home or away from their home country. Um, there are people who have real needs and real struggles, but they trust God to continue his work there in spite of their struggles or themselves. Every country we visited was different, but in the end, I left with the realization that they all need the same thing, a Savior, who is Christ. If you're thinking of going on a trip, if you don't know how things are going to work out with finances or home or work or other responsibilities, I really, really encourage you to prayerfully consider going Not because you're going to change the world in a few days, because you won't. But you can gain perspective on how God is working in the world and how you can invest in the long term in that work. I want to thank all of you for your prayers before and during and after our trip. And I also want to thank many of you for also providing financial support that enabled me to be able to go. It's so much more appreciated than words can adequately convey. Thank you all, and now I'll turn it over to Mario and Michaeline. Mr. Ken wants me to do a little dance up here for you guys. I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to let my wife start first. I'm going to let Michaeline talk about her experience there in India. Um, so, yeah, Kayla, thanks. Now we get to top that. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, high. you did set the bar high. No. Um, it was an, just a, <clears throat> an amazing trip. Um, I feel like I went kind of just with a selfish... Um, perspective of, oh, I just, I'm going to go visit another country and, you know, get what I can get, gain what I can get, gain from um, the whole experience. And I did, I gained tons. It was, it was amazing. But, um, you know, just being, being um, present 
with people from around the world, you know, poor, poverty, poor people, um, and what they get, what they gave to me, you know, just with their love for Christ and their love for one another, being proud people, um, it was very humbling and just, I felt the presence of God through all these people. Didn't know them, you know, but just, um, like Kayla said, you know, the body of Christ, we're all one. We're all, we all have different working parts in the body of Christ, but, um, it was just, it was such a blessing to, to feel the love from these people and just to be able to share life for that short period of time, you know, in a, in a, in a whole different perspective. But, um, it was, it was just life changing and it was, it was amazing how, you know, we all just went on this trip, not knowing what to expect and just, just rolling with the punches and, and, looking for the good and looking for what God is going to do in each of us. And, um, yeah, I, I was just very humbled, humbled and grateful, very grateful that I was able to go, that God gave us this opportunity and just the smiling faces of all the children and the, just even, you know, like the cab drivers coming to pick us up and, so eager to take care of us and um, it was very humbling uh, what when we went to the new or was it, was it new life center in Patea? no, no. bridges bridge. nature, bridges um, down in that you know white sandy beaches and beautiful palm trees and gorgeous you know just really pretty scenery but then you know the 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 darkness and and uh, the struggle and the just these children, you know, when I think of young children um, coming up to our cars, you know, asking for money and, and you know, the, the parents put these kids out there. And, I mean, when you look at it from just driving by, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful, it's so beautiful. And then you know the, the darkness that goes on. It's just heartbreaking. But then to be able to go to this... Um, this place that it, you know, right smack down in the middle of all this darkness, and there's this church on the corner, you know, and, and there's windows, and you can see everybody going around, you know, to into the town to shop or do whatever. A lot of bars and stuff, um, but then these people that are coming into this church and they're getting fed, you know, they're getting what they need. I was just in awe. I was just. It's just amazing. And like um, Kayla said, you can't. I would try and take all these videos, you know, and take pictures and take pictures of people in their, you know, their clothes. And um, but you just can't. You can't capture what goes on in your soul. You know, the transformation that goes on. Um, I was touched by all the children. 
You know, they, they're smiling faces. They were in awe to see us. You know, you'd be walking into Helena's house, and they'd be on the, you know, up by their rooms or, you know, up over the walls, and they'd all wave, and, you know, they, they love to have their picture taken, so we'd take a lot of pictures. Um, it was just, uh, it was very, very life-changing, each place we went. And like I said, you don't, we didn't know these people, but... You felt the love of Christ. You felt the love of Christ all over the place. And, you know, I don't know. I I consider myself pretty friendly, a pretty friendly person. But, you know, when all these emotions from different people that you don't even know, you know, it's it's overwhelming. And like Kayla, I knew I would cry. I knew I I cried all all through the trip. And I I wasn't going to try and stop myself because that's what... I do I cry, but um, it was a good cry. It was good crying, you know. It was life changing. Anyway, um, it was wonderful. I, I'm gonna go again if I have the opportunity. I, I loved it. I loved it. Like I said, I wouldn't. Uh, it's not, you know. I'm gonna go. Wouldn't be my first place to go lay on a beach and relax, you know. But um, I'll interject. Our theme song during the trip was. We're getting dirty. We're getting dirty. Because it was pretty dirty, a lot of the places. You know, it's just the streets are dirty. There's a lot of, they cook with grease on the streets, you know, probably the same grease for the week, you know, or maybe long, who knows. But the smells and and just, you see, you know, people with open shoes and then the garbage on the streets that they burn and the dogs, the street dogs, that, that was a hard one for me because I'm a big animal lover and there's not a lot of love for, for animals in, in these places. And so, you know, you'd see this beautiful wolf-like looking dog, but, you know, it's just filthy and scabby. And, and, and another thing is like when I would go, I would try to approach an animal, give me a bush, you know, try and pet a dog or something. They're like, they're, they're leery. They don't get that, you know, and so... That was, that was tough for me. I was glad to be home and see my animals. Um, but uh, it was great. It was great, and I want to get more involved. You know, and I, just, I thank God. I, uh, I think about these kids. I, I see all their faces. I don't know their names. You know, even though I was introduced, and they're with me, and I try and really hang on to that. You know, I try and hang on to all of that. Because it's, it's from God. It's, it's all about God. And it was amazing. Anyway, I'm going to let Mario speak. Thank you. Thank you, my love. Okay. Um, so I, I just want to use a quick scripture quote, what I, which is what I was thinking about the trip. It comes from Psalm 37. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Lord holds them by the hand. And I think that's what the Lord did for us on this trip. I mean, first and foremost, I want to thank the Lord for providing us this trip and allowing us to get there safely. Let's give him a round of applause. Second, I want to thank each and every one of you who supported us, especially in your prayers. 
Um, I don't know if you guys know how it feels when you're in a foreign country, in a foreign land, not knowing much, not speaking the language, but it means so much to us to know that you have people back here praying for you at home when you're in these countries and you know, hey, our church is lifting us up in prayer. And I want to thank you guys for that because that means a lot to us when we're out there. Um, I also want to thank Sam and Punita and Naomi and Micah and their entire family for allowing Sam and Micah to make this trip. That's a big sacrifice. I think it's hard to appreciate all the planning and all the preparation that goes into a trip like this. It's really actually overwhelming. And I want to thank Sam specifically for his time, his effort, his energy, his leadership, all the many talents that he used on this trip. To coordinate this trip, I don't know if you can fully appreciate all the planning and the preparation, the logistics, countries, dropping people off, picking people up, airlines, all these things. It just is a lot, a lot of work. And it literally took almost a year to get all this stuff together. So I want to, I want to thank uh, Sam for that. Thank you, Sam. And then before getting into the trip itself, I also want to thank each one of our travel partners. First and foremost, my lovely wife who came with me. She was a trooper throughout the entire trip, and she provided us with her great heart. As you can tell by the way she speaks, my wife has a great heart. She has compassion. She's got a great love for children. And she also was able to share a little bit about herself on the trip with some of the ladies that were in the women's group. So that was great. Kayla, who many of you may not fully appreciate how funny she really is. She has quite a personality, and she comes up here and sings, and she's sort of quiet, but when you get to know her, she's got quite a little personality. She's a great travel partner, and we got to know her quite a bit. She got to share her testimony with the women, so that was great. Thank you, Kayla. And then Ambika, of course, who's not here. I'm sorry, she's feeling sick today. Yeah, she really spent a lot of time with the women teaching the ladies, and she met a lot of them, did a lot of teaching, and that is a lot of work when you're on these trips. And then also Steve, who carried the lion's share of the teaching. He had a big burden of teaching us. So. And thank you all for letting us represent Grace Bible Church, going out there and telling people about Jesus and, and Grace Bible. Now, I'm going to talk a little about the trip. Sam suggested that we provide two stories, one about the people that we met and then what left an impression on us on the trip. So about the people, regarding the people on the trip, first of all, the missionaries that our church supports, they're amazing people. In Thailand, Randy and Edie, you heard, you heard us talk already about them. They're amazing. They're energetic. They're getting up in years, but they still go, 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 go. Tom, we, we heard about Tom, his wife, Jing, and he has a son, little son named Nemo. Tom has such a great heart and a compassion. I'll, I'll give you one example. He said one night he was dreaming. He wanted to say, I want to touch Jesus. I want to touch Jesus. That was his heart. And he said about two days later in the bridge, this homeless alcoholic drunk person came into the smelling had him wood and he said he came and he hugged him he said give me a hug and he said and i was thinking that's what i was touching jesus and i said next i have to be more specific about how i want to touch jesus <laughs> so that's tom's personality a great great guy um and then uh just the, the whole group of people uh, in delhi theo and his brother ami 
that you saw some pictures up there. They have a great ministry. They're raising young pastors all over India in all different places to go out there and preach the gospel in places which are primarily um, Hindu and Muslim, primarily. So they're at great risk. So they're teaching God's word to the young people. And then in Dehradun, the Christian hospital, the doctors and the nurses there sharing God's word. Uh, doing such an amazing work in that region. And once again, that region is mostly Muslim, mostly Hindi, but the Muslim and the Hindi people come to the Christian church. Why? Because it has such a good reputation. So the people from Hindu, Hinduism and, and Muslims come to the church because it's got the reputation. That's amazing. Um, and then in Dehradun, Helena, you talked about Helena and her family. They're doing such an amazing job with the facilities, with the children. Helena and her parents basically invested their lives in this, and they're 24-7. They're sold out for Christ, for the children, and learning about Jesus. This is their life. I was all impressed by all of them. Um, they're filled, they're, my heart was filled with joy to see how these people are doing. Even though I was just there for a short period of time, I'm thankful that the Lord has chosen these folks there for their various programs, their roles, and the hearts that they have for their ministries. So now, on to moments. My two biggest moments of the trip uh, was one in Delhi, and uh, Kayla touched on it. When Theo picked us up, we went to his house, we talked, we shared, and then we went to the school um, where he teaches the pastors. And it's like a three-story building. It was at night. It was cold. It was like eight o'clock at night. And we were tired. We had already been in a long flight and what have you. So we walked up three flights of stairs. It was sort of cold. We went into this small little classroom. And then they went and rousted up all these young men. And I think some of them might have been sleeping. I don't know. They were come bringing their shoes. They were coming with their shoes on. Getting their sh- and, and so they all got in the classroom. And then, when she, like Kelly said, they all stood up in the classroom. And while we were sitting in the front on the right side, they stood up and they began to sing this absolutely amazing song. And the force and the harmony and the heart behind their singing, their voices were overwhelming in the song. And she was talking about the verse which said, every tongue, every tribe, every people, every land, giving glory, giving honor, giving praise unto the Lamb. Literally, it made me, when I heard it, it made me want to cry. That's how much it was. It was just like, I, I thought, wow, this is amazing. It's mind-blowing. And so, like, she was talking about how we got more out of them, sometimes out of this, this journey from us, from our standpoint, than for them. And I was just thinking to myself, real time, as they were singing this song and as those, they were singing those words, I was thinking, this is literally what's going on right now. Every time, every trunk. It it's amazing. So, uh, so that was one. And the name of that song is called Hallelujah to the, Ram, to the Lamb. It's, it's written by uh, Don Moen. It's a great song. And uh, they had it in their hymnal the next day. I said, and I looked at it, it was like 113. I said, sing 113. No. Um, <laughs> And the, and the other moment for me <clears throat> was at the Dehradun Hospital. And I don't know if you're, you're interested. I got the annual report for the hospital if you're interested in looking at it. But uh, we, were in, we were there early in the morning. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. It was a little chilly. Once again, it's sort of cold. And we were up in the lower levels of, of the sort of uh, basins of the mountains of the Himalayas. And so what they do is every morning at 8 o'clock, they get together for 30 minutes. And they basically meet where the patients are meeting. And it's sort of like a rotunda. It's, it's sort of high. It has sort of some stained glass at the top. It's down below. And it was, almost felt a little cathedral-like. And so it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's chilly. We're all sitting there. We're in this area. And all the, certain, all the nurses start to come in because that's what they do. They train all these nurses. And they're like, once again, like, 
eight o'clock in the morning, got to get to work. So they're, they're walking in there, they're sitting down, and then it's like seven of these young nurses, or some, some of them aren't quite as young, but either way, there's seven of them up in front like here, and everyone's sitting out there. And then they start to sing, and they're singing in a cappella. With a, with a drum in the background, but it's a little different beat. And they're singing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all of the things will come. And their voices, and I'm just sitting there, and I was just saying, like, my heart was soaring as they were singing because they were praising God at 8 o'clock in the morning with these songs. And guess what? A lot of these nurses aren't Christians. They're, some of them are, some of them aren't. So they're hearing and they're coming in and they have to do that every morning. Whether they like it or not, they just, their plan is to be there at 8 o'clock. And then Steve did a teaching for about 15 minutes. In that same area, during the middle of the day, about 10 o'clock, a pastor comes in. And whoever's sitting out there, he shares the gospel of Christ with them. And he says, if you're interested, I have a Bible. And a lot of them are Muslim. So those two incidents to me gave me an overwhelming sense of joy. And I know, you know, sitting there... Right now, you sitting here probably can't feel what I felt at the time, but, but it was amazing. It's hard to experience like they talked about. It's amazing to see the work that's going on all over the world. So in closing, I want to say, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, God is working and he's using Grace Bible in a very small way to do this. And I'll close with this. In Corinthians, it says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen? Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody that went on the trip as well. And um, I really want to thank Sam and uh, even Panita for all the hard work that they put in and planning this trip, as Mario said, that you don't really realize what goes into something like this. And uh, I, I just thank the Lord for God directing um, the Rajkumars to our church several years ago. Um, it's really had an impact on the way we look at missions. This church has always been a mission-oriented church, um, but we supported missions through checks, through finance. And... Um, I can't uh, tell you enough uh, the impact that a trip like this would have on your life. Because it, it, it does. It, I, you can't explain it, as they said. But um, to get over there and to see what not only our missionaries do firsthand. And yeah, there's a little you know, travel uncomfort. There's, there's um, you know, issues with drinking water. There's, you know, you don't know really what you're going to get into sometimes. But... All that aside, I, I can't convey to you, if you have the opportunity, um, start praying about it now. I think our, our next uh, group trip is 2019. Start praying about it now because it will change your life. It really will. Um, my wife just wanted me to share quickly, and, and then I'll close in prayer, um, a couple things. Uh, the one, one thing that um, was really heartbreaking with her was uh, ministering to these uh, children uh, uh, in this uh, town that that basically the, the kids are raised up there and at a certain age a lot of the, the younger children are sent off to this town Patia for the purpose of prostitution and it, it, that's just what happens and uh, so we were able to go to this one town the first day and minister to these children and uh, uh, 
the lady that has a uh, cafe there, like a little uh, a, a fr- storefront, is the direct result of Randy and Edie's ministry. Uh, she was out on the streets in Patia, apparently came to know the Lord. And one of the things their ministry does is, is supports them with a means of support. And so she realized that she could bake, she could cook. And so she went back to this town where she was from. And um, her parents owned some property there. And they had this kind of ransacked uh, storefront. And uh, Randy and Edie's ministry were able to uh, support them with 10,000 American dollars and tear this place down and build a, a brand new storefront on this main thoroughfare. And so now she has her sign up, Kate's by Cat, that's her name, Cat. And, um, you know, it's very meager. I mean, you go in, it's just like a big square room and she has a little, uh, like a display case and, and she has a latte thing there to make some coffee or whatever. But, you know, we would walk in there and go, this is a, a business. But people come there and they'll order their cakes for their birthdays, their weddings, whatever it is. And she's very gifted at that. But what's really interesting is all the children in the neighborhood come to this place throughout the week after school. Because they know it's a safe place. And so they kind of have like a backyard Bible class almost every, every day of the week. And the Saturday that we were there, they had about 40 to 60 children come. And it was just uh, amazing to see th- this, this woman, who they don't have a lot, but they're pouring their resources back into um, changing children's lives so they don't have to go through what, what she went through. And, um, and then she just, and Bika just said that it's, it's, it's so uh, incredible to see the hunger that these people have for the Lord, for his word, um, for the fellowship that they share together. You know, and that's one thing that, that really spoke to my heart. You know, they, these people over here would, would love to, even though, I mean, you know, they didn't tell us this, but Randy and Edie had just gotten back from Northern California when we got there. They were in Northern California dealing with um, uh, the, the relatives, I think her father, his father, whoever it was, they put him in a nursing home. And so they were up there and I said, why don't you tell us? They said, well, we didn't want you not to come. And they had just gotten back to Thailand like two days before us. And you could tell, I mean, they were just worn out. But you know what? They, they were such gracious hosts. And they had all this stuff planned for us. And, it, and, and the Lord really, really blessed. And so the people that we support in our, through our missions are people who definitely have a passion for the Lord and his word and, and a passion for the lost. And I just want to read one verse for us. Um, this morning, and, and the Lord kind of showed me this uh, earlier this week. We're all familiar with the book of Jonah, and um, the last verse in the book of Jonah says this, And should I not have compassion on Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? And you say, well, that's kind of a weird verse. But it really speaks to the idea that, you know what, as a church, I'm thankful we're in a church that has compassion for the lost, that has compassion for those in a foreign country. It's easy to just come here and do church every week and not be um, soiled by the things that go on in other countries or in other parts of the world. Um, But there's something good that, that happens when you choose to do that when you put yourself out there 
And um, it was just a real blessing and privilege um, to not only represent Christ, but to represent you as a local assembly and a local body who's interested in missions. And so I would just really implore on you to start praying. You know, um, Jonah was a reluctant missionary, right? If you read through the book of Jonah, as probably you have, everybody obeyed the Lord except Jonah in that book. Everybody. Even the plants and the, the whale or whatever, the fish. I mean, everybody. But Jonah didn't. And, you know, sometimes I kind of, personally, I, I feel in a way like a reluctant missionary. I remember in Bible college saying, Lord, I'll do everything, anything you want me to do. But please do not send me to somewhere where I can't take a shower every day. <laughs> where I can't, you know, drink. I mean, just basic. I'll do anything, Lord. But please, not that. And... So these little trips are steps of faith for me, you know, and, um, you know, you talk to those who, who, who went, you know, our time in Darrow doing the hotel, it was a little sketchy at times, but you know what? God provided and, and, and God, you know, it's silly things like that. When you realize you're dealing with children who have no parents, their, their mom, their dad, they're dead. The only place they have is this new life center. And you know what? Because of our support as a church, some of them, I mean, when I would run into these kids, you know, they would run up and they'd, they'd grab me by the shirt. Do you know Mr. Lindors? Do you know Mr. Lindors? He's my sponsor. Or do you know Mr. and Mrs. Hill? You know, or do you know? And they would go through and, and they would want to know. Do you know these people? Because they're helping us over here. And I'll tell you what. I mean, it's a real blessing to go over there and to see them face to face. And um, it would be very encouraging that... Um, we would have too many that want to go in 2019. And so start praying about that. And I would just ask you to do that. And uh, there's other things we can share, but in, as far as time goes, I'm going to make an audible for the class tonight. I checked the weather. It's just not going to get any better at all for our uh, uh, Foundations of the Faith class. So we're going to actually start our class next week. All right, so if you're coming to the class tonight, uh, don't because you'll be the only one here. Um, so stay home, warm with your family, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, pick that up again next week because the weather's just not very good out there at all. But thank you all for your support, your prayers, your the finances, everything. And uh, it really means a lot to us. And more than that, it means a lot to the kids that uh, you're, you're supporting. And so if you have any questions, you can talk to Sam after the service. But let's stand, and we'll just close in a word of prayer. And then uh, we have some food over in the fellowship hall uh, being prepared for us even now. Father, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to um, go on this kind of trip. And, Father, I, I thank you so much that, uh, for what was shared this morning because it was shared from hearts that were impacted uh, through the experience of putting yourself out there and asking you to use us in whatever way you desire. And Lord, we just uh, thank you for a good trip that no one was sick, no one got injured in any way, Lord. Everything was, um, we were safe the whole time. And Father, we just thank you for those who prayed for us constantly. And thank you also for those who supported the ministry here while we were gone. And Lord, we just pray for these children over there, both in Thailand and um, India, and also for the pastors, both in Thailand and India. And we pray that you would uh, just continue to use them in a way that only they can be used in their culture. 
And Lord, I pray that we would be continuous here in our prayer and support for them as well as we uh, seek to have an impact, not only here in Redwood City for the cause of the gospel, but around the world. And so, Father, we just pray now that you would dismiss us with your blessing. Pray for the food, that you would bless it to our bodies as we make our way over to the fellowship hall. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.